Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 218. O life that maketh all things new, the blooming earth, the thoughts of men, our pilgrim feet wet with thy dew, in gladness hither turn again. Hymn number 218. Scriptural will be given by Suzanne from Vermont. I shall read from Proverbs. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to know understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. 
Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all.
Let's now sing hymn number 324. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Hymn number 324. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion, which begins at 10 a.m. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school is available for children anywhere where they have a telephone. It has its own teleconference number. 
So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us and we'll be happy to give you the number and would welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all of our services. So bring the whole family. And we've been busy printing again. The latest issue of Forum Highlights has been printed and mailed to subscribers. And we have a special meeting this week. Uh, we will have the annual meeting of members of our church this Thursday, January 21st at 8 p.m. And that meeting will be available, open to all members of the church. And if you don't live in the area, and if you can't get here to attend in person, the meeting will be conducted over our teleconference number. So all members are welcome to participate and join in. That's Thursday, this Thursday, January 21 at 8 p.m. And we will have another Bible study this coming Saturday, January 23rd. So check the website for the Bible study questions. And please join us Saturday morning, 10 a.m. You'll be happy that you did. And with all the fear-mongering going on today, I'd like to point out an article that's featured on the cover page of our website entitled, The Needlessness of Fear by Edward A. Kimball. Great article, short and to the point, and I recommend it highly. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. From page 662, healed by reading the textbook. After doctrine about a year, I was obliged to give up school and was under medical care for two years, but grew worse instead of better. I was then taken to specialists who pronounced my case incurable, saying I was in the last stages of kidney disease and could only live a short time. Shortly afterward, my uncle gave me a copy of Science and Health with key to the scriptures and asked me to study it. After studying a short time, I was able to walk a distance of several miles, which I had not been able to do for three years. I also laid aside my glasses, which I had worn seven years, having been told that I would become blind if my eyes did not receive proper care. It is over a year since I received God's blessing, and I am now enjoying perfect health and happiness. I have never had my glasses on, since I first began reading Science and Health, and I have not used any medicine. 
from LR Spring Valley, Minnesota. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page six of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, life. The golden text is from Romans. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The responsive reading is from John and Romans. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. This, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible. John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Luke. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who was my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, 
he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. John, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Galatians Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. 1 John Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 
and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity rather than into age and blight. God is divine life, and life is no more confined to the forms which reflect it than substance is in its shadow. If life were in mortal man or material things, it would be subject to their limitations and would end in death. Life is mind, the creator reflected in his creations. God made man immortal and amenable to spirit only. Man, being immortal, has a perfect, indestructible life. It is the mortal belief which makes the body discordant and diseased in proportion as ignorance, fear, or human will governs mortals. Jesus said, John 8, 51, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That statement is not confined to spiritual life, but includes all the phenomena of existence. Jesus demonstrated this, healing the dying and raising the dead. Mortal mind must part with error, must put off itself with its deeds, and immortal manhood, the Christ ideal, will appear. Faith should enlarge its borders and strengthen its base by resting upon spirit instead of matter. When man gives up his belief in death, he will advance more rapidly towards God, life, and love. Belief in sickness and death, as certainly as belief in sin, tends to shut out the true sense of life and health. When will mankind wake to this great fact in science? 
Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration. That we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. Jesus presented the ideal of God better than could any man whose origin was less spiritual. By his obedience to God, he demonstrated more spiritually than all others the principle of being. Our master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science, working out the harmony of life and love. That life is God, Jesus proved by his reappearance after the crucifixion in strict accordance with his scientific statement. Destroy this temple, body, and in three days, I, spirit, will raise it up. It is as if he had said, the I, the life, substance, and intelligence of the universe is not in matter to be destroyed. Jesus' parables explain life as never mingling with sin and death. He laid the acts of science at the root of material knowledge that it might be ready to cut down the false doctrine of pantheism that God or life is in or of matter. He knew that matter had no life and that real life is God. Therefore, he could no more be separated from his spiritual life than God could be extinguished. His consummate example was for the salvation of us all but only through doing the works which he did and taught others to do. Truth demonstrated is eternal life. Mortal man can never rise from the temporal debris of error, belief in sin, sickness, and death until he learns that God is the only life. The belief that life and sensation are in the body should be overcome by the understanding of what constitutes man as the image of God. Then spirit will have overcome the flesh. In the illusion of life that is here today and gone tomorrow, man would be wholly mortal were it not that love, the divine principle that obtains in divine science, destroys all error and brings immortality to light. Because man is the reflection of his maker, he is not subject to birth, growth, maturity, decay. 
These mortal dreams are of human origin, not divine. The individuality of man is no less tangible because it is spiritual and because his life is not at the mercy of matter. The understanding of his spiritual individuality makes man more real, more formidable in truth, and enables him to conquer sin, disease, and death. Be watchful, sober, and vigilant. The way is straight and narrow, which leads to the understanding that God is the only life. It is a warfare with the flesh, in which we must conquer sin, sickness, and death, either here or hereafter, certainly before we can reach the goal of spirit or life in God. When understanding changes the standpoint of life and intelligence from a material to a spiritual basis, we shall gain the reality of life, the control of soul over sense, and we shall perceive Christianity, or truth, in its divine principle. This must be the climax before harmonious and immortal man is obtained and his capabilities revealed. It is highly important, in view of the immense work to be accomplished before this recognition of divine science can come, to turn our thoughts towards divine principle, that finite belief may be prepared to relinquish its error. We all must learn that life is God. Ask yourself, am I living the life that approaches the supreme good? Am I demonstrating the healing power of truth and love? If so, then the way will grow brighter unto the perfect day. Your fruits will prove what the understanding of God brings to man. Hold perpetually this thought, that it is the spiritual idea, the Holy Ghost and Christ, which enables you to demonstrate with scientific certainty, the rule of healing based upon its divine principle, underlying, overlying, and encompassing all true being. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, the law of mortal belief, at war with the facts of immortal life. Even with the spiritual law which says to the grave, where is thy victory? But when, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, Thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, Keep thou my child on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb and the And
Let's now sing hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness ne'er will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn number 93. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind, and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. 
Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Amen. 